0: This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz.
1: This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. It was doom and gloom for most of the week as growing global recession fears weighed in most markets. For the grains, Thursday's session was proof that sometimes it doesn't matter how bullish the crop fundamentals look if speculative liquidation is triggered by a risk-off turn for sentiment in the broader financial market. Friday featured a friendlier start with help from a strong monthly jobs report that supported a correction lower for the dollar and rebound action for oils and equities. Even the early Friday bounce for corn and wheat was not enough to spark a rally for oats. While new crop futures are up roughly 20% from their July low, wheat and soybean futures have both recovered just about 10% from their summer bottom. However, oats were still making new contract lows this week. Recent price divergence for the different crop markets seem to be proving that the physical supply and demand fundamentals do still matter over the long run. Corn's relative strength over the past two weeks fits with the bullishness stirred up by the pro-farmer crop tour findings, which were less supportive for soybeans. Wheat production forecasts are also not a big source of bullishness right now after the winter crop came in better than fared and as spring wheat still maintains solid potential. The oat crop has a relatively much better production potential this season. The total size of the U.S. crop is small, but the harvest is still expected to grow by a third over last year. Maybe most influential for the oats market right now are expectations for Canada's oat crop to be 71% larger in recovery from last year's drought. Canada's oat harvest will increase substantially over last year, but estimates for the country's corn and soybean production totals are not far ahead of last year, something that also drives the discount for oats. Examining the price spreads among other commodities also shows which markets are factoring in the rebuilding of supplies and which ones are still rationing for shortages. At the top of the list for commodity future performance since the start of the year, natural gas prices are up 137% in response to the ongoing energy crisis in Europe caused by reduced gas imports from Russia and in reflection of current U.S. natural gas inventories that are down about 11% from the five-year average. Rice is another crop that is near the top end of the commodity price performance with a year-to-date gain of 25%. That follows from U.S. production being called down 12% this season, while global rice stocks are expected to fall more than 3%. Soybean oil futures are up 18% as the U.S. soy oil carryout is projected down 14% this year. Cotton prices are up 14% as season-ending U.S. cotton stocks are projected to fall by almost half. Lean hogs are up 7% and live cattle up 2%. Both the cattle and hog herds are smaller again this year. A further Brazilian update... With acreage expansion usually comes an increase in fertilizer demand. That may not be the case this year. Last year saw Brazilian farmers consume a record amount of fertilizer of nearly 46 million metric tons. This season it shows one projection at 43 million. In previous reports we have noted that while acreage may expand, input investment may decline to help offset the rise in production costs. Brazilian farmers have limited soil fertility reserves leaving them little wiggle room when it comes to reducing fertilizer investments without lowering yield prospects. It is unlikely that they can reduce fertilizer investment for multiple years in a row without expecting a drop in yield. It is not a problem of supply and demand. Brazil has still been able to import the necessary quantity to plant next season. However, fertilizer prices remain elevated and market prices have dipped, creating for a poor input trade exchange. A large portion of Brazil's fertilizer is paid for through a barter system, exchanging a fixed amount of soybeans at harvest in exchange for the fertilizer up front. It will take more soybeans to pay for the same amount of fertilizer next season as that barter trade swap has deteriorated. This will likely put a lid on higher yield prospects next season. Brazil currently imports 85% of their fertilizer needs. They have a plan to cut that to 45% by the year 2050. This plan includes boosting domestic fertilizer production. An Australian fertilizer mining company is one of the first to announce the building of a new phosphate mine in southern Brazil. Announcements like these are the easy part. How many mines like this actually get built will be the challenging part. Back in the 2007 commodity boom, many fertilizer companies made similar announcements, but almost none of them were consummated. As Brazil is well known for its bureaucracy, legal and environmental roadblocks quickly bring progress to a halt. The same company from Australia already had one of their preliminary licenses blocked by a court injunction. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.
0: For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.